Hey, this is your host, Paul Espinosa Jr., and I'm here to remind you that if you have access to iTunes, we ask that you rate and review the show. That way, we'll be able to climb the charts and continue to deliver bigger and better guests so that we can continue the educated hustle journey. And now, let's start the show. Welcome to the Educated Hustle Podcast. This is your host, Paula Tudor Jr. And my co-host, Emilio Porter. Emilio, what's going on, man? It's going good, man. It's going good. You know, I feel like we got to address speculations, the rumors, <laughs> the, the hallway, the locker talk. Uh, it is indeed true. This will be the final episode of Educated Hustle. As we know it, you can put a little question marks at the end, but... For right now, it's the definitive. This will be the final one. Um, I mean, it's been a journey. Two years, over 100 episodes. I mean, as you heard us say many times before, we never envisioned um, getting to this level, making this much episodes, getting as many listens as we got. I believe we're we're just a shy, a shy, shy small amount under... 30,000. So, you know, to the big podcasters out there, that's, you know, child's play, but for people like me and Paul, where it's just a guy in Orlando and a dude from Michigan, to be able to impact and listen to or impact and reach that many people has been amazing. We don't take it for granted. Uh, the Educate Us formula itself was one that provided a lot of great memories and great experiences and great opportunities and it's definitely helped me and Paul grow in ways that we weren't even thinking about. You know, the benefits of it come tangibly. A lot of people don't like to listen to themselves talk. I had to add countless episodes where I'm listening to not only me talk, but Paul talk and the guest talk. So, you know, I'm able to say that I got over that hurdle and I can listen to myself talk for a long period of time because I've, I've done it so much and got used to it. But, you know, it's bittersweet. It is time to move on to new and other endeavors. Um, there is no malice or hurt feelings. There's nothing going on with me and Paul. Still best friends. It's just as you go and you do a project, you, you move on and you, you get over it, I guess. And you want to focus your energy on to new and different things. And that's what this is. But... Just want to reiterate by saying, you know, as fans and people who listen to Educate Us, so we appreciate all the support. We appreciated you rocking with us from day one. I know it was such a simple setup with just Skype and two mics and a guest, but it really meant a lot to us to have fans and to really drop those episodes that really gave us good conversations and gave you an overview of what to expect. And I know for me personally, whenever we had anyone even talk to us about an episode or say what they felt or thought that something was dope. It, it meant a lot knowing that that energy and passion that we put into the show was reciprocated. So it's been a good ride. I'm not going to take too long because, you know, Paul got to say his little piece, but, you know, definitely want to confirm the rumors, you know, this would be the last hustle. <laughs> Dang, this is what it feels like to retire from the NBA, bro. <laughs> I, I don't know, but we ain't got a podium, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
<laughs> That's what I imagine, man. I imagine just standing up on a podium or sitting down at the podium with your with your teammate after after the last game of the season. The folks asking you, is this the last one? And then you got to explain it. <laughs> but yeah, man. No, yeah, like like my co-host said, this is the last episode of Educated Hustle. Um, no, yeah, it's been a it's been a great experience learning about podcasting, doing podcasting, uh, all the ups and downs with it, following the numbers, um, the business behind it, connecting with all your guests as well, building the community. Um, Starting the social media pages, starting your own account for, you know, collecting the the funds for it. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it besides just kind of getting behind the mics and speaking, you know. So, you know, for anybody who says that anyone can podcast, uh, it's really something that you really got to be dedicated to and really got to – you know, grind your way up the iTunes charts or grind your way up the Spotify charts or, or whatever, wherever your podcast is hosted. Um, it's a long experience that you you really got to put time and, and dedicate to. So, you know, for anybody who wants to start a podcast, I'm sure myself and Emilia would be more than uh, willing to help you out through that process. Because it is a lengthy, it is a lengthy process, and you know you, you do see new shows come and go on the uh, iTunes charts, and you just really gotta, really gotta dedicate yourself and take the time to really want to grow and commit to it because it does take time as well. Um, there's a lot that goes behind as far as setting time each week, especially if you have a show that's guest heavy, like, like educated hustle is, you know, you gotta be constantly looking for guests constantly on the grind for who's hot out there. Who's putting out good work. Who's got good content. And then simultaneously working on what is good content on your end, you know, putting out little snippets of your episodes or putting out little quotes and, and finding, you know, what's your audience wants to hear from. So, um, Thank you to all the, all the people that came on the show, too, man. I mean, such a wide variety of guests and experiences that we got to learn from and educate our listeners to as well. Um, so that was, you know, such a great experience just to hear what so many people are doing around, you know, uh, their online presence or in their own communities, just finding out all the different experiences that they've gone through. So, you know. Definitely, like you said, uh, not really, not really anything. No, no malice, anything or anything like that. It's just like you said. There's something. There's something. There's a, there's a time in every moment, you know, in every podcast or a time that in any person's life where they need to find something else to do or find something else to grow with. Uh, so that's kind of what happened with Educate Hustle. It's just time to go on to something new, um, and you know. Uh, not disappointed. Not disappointed that it ended this way. It's just, it is what it is, and um, I'm super excited for the experience that we had together on this podcast, bro. Yeah, I mean, you look back and there's so many great things that we we highlighted. A lot of female empowerment. I'm especially proud that we got a lot of African American women to come on and share their story and be role models and really give a side of a a side of their experience that you don't normally see, you know, talked about in those big podcasts or even news outlets. So I'm glad that we were able to give them a voice. 
Uh, special shout outs to Blog Talk for Blog Talk and Podbean. We started at Podbean. You know, mm-hmm. We were paying them, so I guess you can't thank them too much because it was a hand for hand thing. But you know, still that was who we went with the, the whole star uh, podcast first, and it was such a great experience. You know, the only reason we left was because Blog Talk came in and they believed in us and they're willing to give us a little bit more for the for the bang. So we appreciate them, appreciate Maximilian, uh, one of our guests who really she she spent a lot of time trying to get us to reach that potential and be more. And although we didn't follow through to the end that she expected, we still grew from just interacting and being around her and, and definitely took those tips and uh, things she was saying to heart and utilized them for our future Educate Us episodes. But yeah, anyways, we're not here to give you like the mushy 10 minutes, we out, it's been real, fireworks. You know, we, we want to end on our own terms, so we are going to do that. We're going to give you guys an episode just one last time. We're going to have some topics that Paul done thoroughly researched that we're going to spread. And then we're going to go into the outro for the final, you know, two-piece in the biscuit. And I do believe the biscuit this time going to be extra biscuity. So <laughs> definitely something you want to tune into. But I'm going to kick it right back to Paul because he's going to lead it off with these topics that you need to know for this week. Alrighty. Well, the first topic is more like is a question. Um, would you accept a promotion without a raise? So that's the open-ended question for you. I'd accept a promotion without a raise. I'm. A, I need a little more, no, no more context <laughs> in the bubble. Like, am I doing more for the same money, or am I just like you doing the same thing? But we just like, do I go? It's like, does a janitor go from being just a janitor now he's a facilities operator? Like, there's more words in the title, but really it's just saying what he already do. Nah, man, you, you'd be uh, handling more responsibility, uh, managing people. You just wouldn't get a raise. Would you do it? I think the logic is how much am I making? Like, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm bankrolling a little bit, you know what I'm saying, yeah, I might be obligated to. But, if, you know, if I'm working for 24 pesos an hour and you want me to do, you know, 100 pesos an hour work, shh, I don't know, but the pesos ain't adding up right on in on my end. <laughs> I hear you, bro. Well, apparently, sixty-four percent of people um, would accept a promotion without a raise. I kind of found this, you know, alarming when I first read it because I'm thinking, you know, if I'm having more responsibilities on my plate, then I'm definitely going to be asking for more bread. But um, apparently, you know, I don't really know too many people like this, so I guess you know the audience got to. Educate me or enlighten me on this. Um, apparently, a lot of young people are are excited to take on a promotion without even getting a raise, and um, it's just more because they're excited to take on new tasks. You know, people kind of get bored within a job, and you know, maybe if some if their manager or their HR team came in and said, "Listen, we don't got the funds to." to give you a raise right now, but we'd love for you to take on some new responsibilities. And I'm guessing if the person likes working within the company, they'll be there. They're a lot more willing to take on this new task without getting a raise. So like you said, Emilio, probably maybe, maybe um, it has to do with how much you're getting paid already. If you're, if you, if you feel like you're living comfortably right now and you just want the experience or the title, then maybe not getting a raise is justified. But to me, it just doesn't make sense. And maybe that's just old old thinking. Uh, but I'm trying to get more bread. I'm trying to stack these, you know, stack these, stack this paper. So 
you know, I definitely want that raise. <laughs> you trying to get them M's, them M's, I feel you. No, I mean, <laughs> I think while you were talking, that kind of dialed a little more to it. A lot of it, I think, also could attribute to if you like the company and you're given a promotion, it's, you know, in a way, even though it doesn't come with a raise, it's the company saying they like what you're doing, they like you, and they want to keep you around. So I think people are trying to play the long game where it's like, okay, you know, I'm going to get this, I'll get this promotion, do a little bit more, put a little bit more work. But I know that when the time comes and you want to do something else with me, like move me up, ooh, I'm, I'm going to need to get that re- redemption cash. I'm going to need to get that that flow money. Or you could even do it to where, like you said, you have the title, you don't have the raise, but you know, you, you could be talking to, to the company Johnny Johnny B. And Johnny Johnny B's like, well, we need, you know, your position. And you out here kind of finessing, like, yeah, I'm this with them, I'm doing all this. And Johnny B's like, ooh, word, well, we want to throw you this. So I think you can leverage it both ways. I can kind of see it like it's hard to say no to a promotion without without the you know if you're not getting anything because it's like it's almost if you turn the comment like ah I'm I'm good being at this level that I'm at. So I can see how you can kind of get pre- I don't want to say pressured but guidelines to accepting it. I think you have to be at a pretty high position or at least a good comfort level to kind of turn down more responsibility, you know, because I'm just thinking of my job, like if someone came to me like, yo, we're trying to make it manager, but you're going to be getting paid the same. It's like, damn, that sucks. But at the same time, damn, I'll be a manager. Like I'll have some, I'll get to do a little bit more of a, you know, a little bit less of what I'm doing now, a little more what the managers. It's like, I can kind of see how people would be down with it because if you go from like, oh, I got to be on the floor talking to customers all day to now, okay, now I just got to make sure my workers are doing all the stuff they got to do and I just got to look at some reports. I can see how that might be one of those things that you're like, you know what, I like job B's title a little bit more than the job A I had. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying there, man. Um, it's, it's just tough because you're taught to Whenever you go up, that pay goes up. Mm. But like like you said, there's there's sometimes where I'm at work and I I can I always think you know I, I should be doing something else or I should be getting my hands on the X Y and Z. Well, if I were able to, I guess get in that position to do a little bit more, but still keep the same job, I feel like it would make me happy, even though I would be keeping the same pay. So you know, you do raise a good point. So you know, I guess to our listeners out there. Even if you're you're given the opportunity to do what you want to do, but it's not um, ending with the raise, then you might want to shoot for it because you never know. You never know. It could lead to something bigger and better. Um, so the next topic here, um, I only have two topics for us today. Um, it's about Under Armour. And um, Under Armour was a company like over the last five years that was kind of like the darling of the stock market. It was it was rising. It was giving Nike uh, a run for its money. Uh, so it was kind of like that company that everybody had their eye on. But the first time um, since the company kind of began, the sales were diminishing, and the company kind of laid off a bunch of people and got into a position where it needs to kind of restructure what it is. Um, it, it's always been operating as a small company that, you know, just kind of appeals to the to the small, you know, consumer. But now the CEO, Kevin Plank, he's pretty much stated that they can't go with that veil anymore. They got to operate like a big company in order to kind of expand and, you know, grow their brand a little bit more so that they can one day be a Nike 
or being Adidas. Um, so it's just crazy because Under Armour's came such a long way. And I don't really know too many people that buy Under Armour, but apparently, you know, with the athletes' endorsements like Cam Newton and Steph Curry, uh, a lot of the younger generation seem to be coming up with, with uh, Under Armour. So definitely wanted to get your thoughts on the company Under Armour. Do you see it growing a little bit more, or do you feel like it's just kind of here for now, and then the Giants kind of will take them out in the future? I don't know. I mean, Under Armour, like you said, I don't know a lot of people that really buy Under Armour like that. If I ever go to like a, a, a sporting goods store or anything, I see it. It'd be like, oh, this looks cool. I ain't going to buy it because, you know, I ain't doing no Under Armour type stuff. Um, I would imagine with athletes and people trying to, you know, be in that world, train more and do more, that the, the market is going to be there. Obviously, if you're someone who's a Steph Curry fan and you want to be just like Steph Curry, you're, you're probably rocking Under Armour. You're a Cam Newton fan. You want to just be like Cam Newton. You're going to be a Under Armour fan. I think would like if they restructure kind of cut those loose ends, you know, but we, okay, we don't got to pay all this money that we're spending on, you know, get a little bit more tight, get a little bit more frugal, uh, you know, explore different avenues that make sense, such as maybe getting fabric that provides the same comfort, but it's lighter or making it feel better. You know, I ain't the clothes guy. I'm just going based off of what I would assume from, you know, a little bit of movie knowledge and stuff that there's got to be a way. I mean, I think Under Armour has a firm name in the marketplace. It's not like anyone says Under Armour, like, who's that? Like, even me, someone who don't really play sports physically, I know what Under Armour is. Like, I, I, I've i seen the brand. So, I can't say they're on the way out. I just think, like, like the CEO said, they got to, you know, restructure and do some moves that are different. And I think a lot of companies get to that. You know, you get very complacent because year after year, something's working. And then when you see that it's not working for that one year, you realize, okay, where can we trim the fat? Where can we cut the noise? You know, I've seen companies do that a lot where you, you got to do the layoffs of, like, who's really doing something that we really need? Do we really need to have a store in michigan and then another store like a town over or so i think those decisions uh definitely have an impact but i mean i feel like for them if this goes well they get a little more endorsements you know they do things to get the the the, the hype uh ready i mean like i said i didn't know much about Under armor i didn't know people really buy it like that but if, if they've been having all these years of success they've had it for a reason so they have a marketplace out there so i'm sure if they do these moves and they they coordinate them well like they'll they'll be good I mean, obviously, Nike and Adidas, you know, they have a firm holding the brand. But I think Under Armour can weasel his way to get a little bit more slice of the pie. I feel you, man. Yeah, it's just uh, Under Armour used to kind of be strictly a football brand. You know, they used to sponsor high school teams. They used to provide them with all the pads, all the shoes, you know, all the gear. So they kind of came up like that. And then kind of going from high school to high school, you know, their brand grew and then, therefore, they were able to kind of, you know, become a major brand. And then they used to, I remember back in the day, the We Must Protect These House commercials used to be huge. Uh, Ray Lewis used to be on the, on a cover of, the, on a, like, one of the sponsor athletes at one point. So, you know, it kind of came up through football. Then it's trying to expand through basketball, especially with Steph Curry and the success of the Warriors. I think that definitely helped them expand. But, uh you know, brands are trying to revamp themselves like Nike, you know, they're always going to be a huge player because of their success with so many athletes. And then Adidas now is trying to be a major player, you know, with signing with the Kanye West and his easy line. That's like a huge move for them. Um, they're trying to kind of connect with more of the hip hop side 
and uh, expand through those means. So like it's 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 kind of tough to find their space. Like Under Armour is kind of in the space where are we gonna be major with a bunch of athletes or are we gonna kind of stay local but kind of be like the the biggest local brand in the in the uh, sports and uh, in the sports apparel industry. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see where this company grows, um, especially. Because, like you said, they're, they're probably a company that everybody knows, but not everybody wants to wear. But we'll see. We'll see how that. Uh, we'll see how that ends out. I mean, there's so much apparel out there nowadays. People online shop. They do so so much shopping in so many different ways. So we'll see if there's a space for Under Armour to exist. I mean, I think they're good. You know, they get more endorsements. They get more sponsors. I mean, I feel like they'll be fine. You know, you have athletes who are here to stay and wearing it and, and rocking it. Like, that's already a big boost because, you know, to, to, to us, we're not going out there and buying some because we see Seth Curry or Cam Newton wearing it. But, you know, the young generation, we like, Mom, Dad, I got to get the unarmored disc because Seth Curry wears that and I want to be Seth Curry. And, you know, as, as, a, as, a, as a parent myself, I feel like if I heard that from my child, I'd be like, well, damn, okay. <laughs> I, you, I, I do, I'll take the bullet for one. If the price isn't right, but I think they got a place to be able to marketplace. I, I don't see them fading away because they've been here for so long, and you know it. It just doesn't make sense for them to be fade away completely because that name itself. I'm sure there's people who are like I only wear Under Armour. I swear by it, so I think they'll be good. Okay, okay. Well, um, definitely want to thank you know I, all of, all my articles that I got this year came from LinkedIn. Uh, so LinkedIn. Definitely want to give them a shout out for putting out some good quality content. Um, definitely want to move into the final part of the podcast. Uh, should we should we shout out the plugs this week? I mean, how, how you how you want to do it? Oh, live live brainstorming, y'all. Always, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I think we we're just gonna end it with the the, the final thoughts. Uh, okay, with the podcast, man, or whatever you want to consist of, and. We'll just go off there a little bit more poignant, little like it's like the sun setting, you know. <laughs> I hear you, bro. I hear you. Okay, you want to start it off, or you want me to start it off? Um, you know what? We are gonna let you take the charge because I, I started off at the beginning, so we gonna we gonna flip before the end. You know what I'm saying? Alrighty. Well, final thoughts, people. Thank you again for listening to the Educated Hustle podcast. It was a great journey. Uh, definitely exceeded expectations as far as. You know, from a brainstorming perspective to where it became to now, um, it was it was great. Kind of just talking, like I said before, talking to so many guests, getting so much inspiration, um, manipulating what you wanted your brand to look like, everything from creation to 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 the starting point to now. That's what I would kind of leave off with people. Like, if you have a, an idea for your brand, uh, don't be so quick to sell it to somebody who's offering. Um, X amount of dollars for it. If you really see a vision, if you really see something that can inspire you or you have a vision for something that is greater than what someone thinks of it, just keep going with it. Keep building the plan. See it through. Continue to kind of grow your sales, grow your market, grow your listenership, whatever you're venturing off into. Uh, it just seems like you know, ownership is, is key in today's game. You know, you don't want to sell your ownership at the wrong time. And then you won't be able to kind of cre- 
keep those creative rights because you wanted to see a quick paycheck. Keep your ownership. Keep your brand. Uh, don't sell it until you're really sure that this is the end of your brand and uh, that you don't have a vision for it anymore. So I would just kind of leave that to the entrepreneurs who listen to this podcast, to the people who are creative and want to venture off into that space. You know, don't let something go until you're, you know, 100% sure that that it's not your brand anymore or that you want to move on to something else. So um, keep keep the ownership of your brand and make sure that you kind of see it out until you to your 100% sure it's not there anymore. Yeah, uh, definitely some good final thoughts for the entrepreneur side. Uh, for me, I, I, I definitely want to use this time to let everyone know that. When it comes to visualize, visualizing something and, and doing something, you have the capability of doing it. You know, me and Paul said it many times. When we first had our initial brainstorms about this two years ago, we weren't even sure how we were going to get past episode five, let alone make it to 105. Um, it's been something that's really shown me that if you have a vision, you have a plan, you just have to have the gumption to execute it. And we've been able to do that with this podcast. And it means a lot knowing that we had this small little little idea and it blew up and we got so much support and people liked it and it really meant a lot to us and just want to give that that firm you know or historic pitch to you guys if you have that vision you have something you want to do definitely go and make it happen it is possible uh the last thing is i think uh something that doesn't get talked about a lot is is being able to accept that it's you have you can move on i think with uh podcasting for us we've done a week in a week out it's hard to kind of imagine not having to do it, but at the same time, knowing that if that end is coming, being able to accept it and end on your own terms, which we've been thankful enough to be able to do. We're able to put this episode out, we're able to um, address everything and basically have an episode go how we want to wanted to go and end in our own way. And I think that's such a big deal. There wasn't anything to where we had to rob you guys of a proper goodbye. I feel like this episode serves as a really proper goodbye. I know there's going to be a lot of people that miss Educate Hustle. You know, it's been a great experience for these two years, and I think we've done a lot. And honestly, it's going to definitely be a change for both me and Paul, but we do appreciate us, uh, you listening to us and putting up with us for these two years and really becoming good fans. And we had a good amount of little people who were listening week in and week out, and we just thank y'all because we definitely see those numbers, and it made us even more sure like okay we can drop this episode we can drop this episode and you know definitely a lot of respect to all of the podcasts all of the people with the podcasts that we interacted with during our tenure i, I see the grind i respect the grind because it's hard and we were doing it non-stop we didn't have a hiatus a period like some other podcasts do we we really didn't drop off for long periods of time i think our longest drop off was just this drop off that we got back from to tell y'all that we're goodbye and just because it was such a what are we going to do, you know, reflecting and, and such nature, but definitely give a lot of props to them. Um, this experience, is, as I echoed in the beginning, has been amazing. Um, there's a lot of people that we, you know, didn't get to have guests or interact with. And, you know, that's going to be a shame. But at the same time, we know that those stories are going to get told and there's going to be a platform for it. And we really hope that with us doing this show that we inspired 
people to want to do more in their life, whether it's start a podcast or start a business or just find out more about that passion. We're just very happy that for these last two years, you allowed us to be a part of your life. And the people who've listened to every episode, y'all mean the most because y'all have heard it from the beginning to the end. I know the growth is there and I'm sure you can, even as you listen to this, visualize it. Um, shout outs to a lot of our fans, Minda Hart, Mike's Barbecue. I mean, I can go on and on, but I'm just going to name off those two because I know for me, they stood out as great guests, just great people to work and interact with. Um, I think that last episode before this one, we had Robin Brickstretcher back on. So it was nice to go full circle, start with the, you know, back with the first guest and have her come back on before we just wrap this up. So it's been a great journey. It's been a great experience. Um, with that, I give the salute, you know, as you get us signing off for the last time. Uh Typically speaking, we, we like to end with words of wisdom, and we just, me and Pa just gave you two episodes worth of just his knowledge and my knowledge. Uh, just, yeah, we appreciate y'all. It's, it's been a good ride, and, and you know, definitely if we, if we ever do anything in the future, y'all will be the first to know. The Twitter lives on. The Instagram lives on. The Snapchat being candid, you know, it, it lives on a name. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, of course, the Gmail, they don't really ever inactivate. Me and Paul will probably use it as our spare Gmail email account whenever you have to reactivate something. Um, but it'll be living on and it will still be there. The presence is still there. You have our our Twitter names. I'm at Lucky Mastermind. Um, Paul's at Paul <laughs> Laddie. JR. JR. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, we're, we're able to be found interacted with. And of course, while we won't be delivering the podcast a week, but we basically will still be delivering on our individual timelines. Or if you want to hit us up on LinkedIn or Facebook or all the other good stuff, we're here. But introduce yourself first. Don't just add us because that's just weird. That's just yeah, for real. That wasn't on a side note. Yeah, that was a little weird. We got a bunch of we we do get a bunch of LinkedIn requests, and we we definitely want to make sure that our listeners at least introduce yourselves before you add us, bro. And then give us your favorite episode so we could tell what we're what, how you really coming in life. But nonetheless, it's been a great journey. It's been amazing. I I I wish I had like a a the gem sound to just do one last gem, but I, I we don't have that anymore. But I'll just end it with this. You know, it's been a pleasure. We've enjoyed every moment and minute of it. And I think for the last time we'll let Paul lead us out with the with the last <laughs> phrase. Yes, sir. And as always, you got to stay educated and keep hustling.